nation's world headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Well, on this very jubilant day, following a spectacular and boy, riveting Chiefs victory, yeah, we're, we're happy on a Monday morning. I mean, how could you be any better than this? I bet Scott Fawn, our good friend who, of course, publishes Missouri Times and hosts This Week in Missouri Politics and joins us every Monday. I guess you're pretty jubilant, huh, Scott? I am. I am. I, I spent the evening watching the Chiefs win, and my daughter remind me how Taylor Swift is actually a help to the Chiefs, not a curse. Uh. <laughs> you know, we kept the receipts on that, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was very wrong about that. Uh, her music is still a little odd. I mean, I, I wish she could keep a boyfriend, and I. But I think maybe I was thinking about this last night. All those songs about guys that have dumped her and how she burns them might have been motivation for Kelsey. I mean, he did have a great game, so maybe he turned it into a positive. Yeah, it was something else. Uh, little healthy fear never hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah. and it's great. I can say that with conviction. Yes. Yeah, your your overall thoughts on the game, uh, the the extracurriculars around the game, Scott. Anything to catch your catch your fancy? You know, I honestly was uh, our household was captivated with waiting for Taylor Swift shots. So that's pretty much uh, that was our entire uh, entire enjoyment of it. Millie cried when they were down and almost cried at the end when they were winning. So I was pretty much on the same. Swifty roller coaster as everyone else last night with my daughter driving me at train. Did we ever get a final count of how many times I lost count? I think I got up to like eight. How many times they showed Taylor Swift? Well, according to our household, it was not enough. I don't know the final count, but we did not get enough shots of uh, of uh, Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, right, Millie? Yes, yeah, she says no, not enough. Now, did, did, think, did you know who Ice Spice was? Before Millie told you? I still don't know who that is. So, uh, I know that if there would have been a feed on Taylor Swift watching the Super Bowl, our house would not have known what the score was. <laughs> well, Scott, to jump in here and uh, be the party pooper and quit talking about the Super Bowl, I watched your show over the weekend. You had Senator Mike Serpoy on, and you had Roy Blunt. But I know you talked to the senator about the concurrent majority, and I know that gets in the weeds for a lot of our wake-up listeners. But your take on it was, and he responded, that 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 whole angle in the debate in the Senate may not pass muster. Uh, John Rizzo is tremendous, uh, a tremendous minority leader. And I don't know this. Uh, This is not the kind of thing he just openly shares. But I have heard from lawyers that are pro-life, people that have been in the pro-life fight, not now that it's kind of become everything's about abortion, but but when this fight was real, when this fight was serious, that are pro-life attorneys that, are, that have even litigated some of the cases on behalf of the pro-life Missourians, and they say a concurrent majority is unlikely to pass court, court muster. It's, unlikely, it's one man, one vote. Uh, it's unlikely to, uh, to hold say, a judicial challenge. I am not qualified to make that determination. But folks I know that I respect that are that, that are pulling for some form of IP reform in order to in order frankly keep abortion illegal. They said that this has little hope of passing court muster, and uh, and I I think there's a lot of even even your most ardent folks that want the most draconian IP reform they can get they don't really argue with it. And let's be uh, John, you got to keep in mind IP reform is not conservative. It's not liberal. It's if you're in the majority, you want to make it hard to amend the Constitution. If you're in the minority, you don't care. It's not a, it's not a uh, liberal conservative 
thing by any stretch. So we'll see. I mean, it it is interesting to see how this comes out. If I was Rizzo, I'd let him do concurrent majority. I'd sit back and do two things. I'd see them want to put it on August. Uh, that that would put the abortion IP on in November. I'd watch the court strike it down, and I just I would pick up seats in the suburbs on the abortion issue in November. And I think that's what I don't know. That's what happens. Uh, you can't predict these things, but that is not. Uh, I, I think you'd have to make a strong argument that it's less. Than, and also, the realtors out there, they're going to nuke this thing when it gets if it gets to the ballot. I'm not sure that this isn't a. Uh, one of those things, the Republican majority is too big and they don't have a, you don't have anybody calling the plays. And I think Rizzo may let them walk right into their own trap. He's now, that good. Now we've got a big event coming up this weekend, statewide Lincoln days. And I know um, there are going to be a lot of people there. Uh, a lot of candidates running for the same offices in same rooms. Um, I know there's going to be a governor candidate forum uh, any predictions for this weekend? Do you see fireworks? Do you see some people sitting out? Uh, what are you expecting? I, I mean, a forum is essentially they get the same question. Uh, there's not rebuttal. I think Bill Igel will go on to that to make some news. Um, and depending on who they have moderating it, uh, you know, if you can walk over them enough, you can. Uh, I, I'd say that'd be the only thing. I think Mike Keel will show up to answer your questions. I think Jay, Jay Ashcroft... I mean, I think Mike, I think the live it's under his, his collar a little bit. So that, that'd be interesting. I, I guess it, it won't be interesting to see Bill Igel take to that mic and try to attack Jay Ashcroft. What it will be interesting to see is, does Jay take that bait? How does he respond to it? You know, that kind of stuff. I have an announcement, though. I'm going to Disneyland um, this week. So I'm going to miss all the fun at Lincoln Day. But I'll tell you what, at the Cole County Lincoln Day, uh, I am going to be the speaker a uh, week from tonight. We're going to talk about good, rural, Missouri Republican values. It's going to be a good time. Congressman Luke DeMeyer will be there. Uh, it's going to be a big time. I think it'll be at the Capitol Plaza uh, Monday night. or would be President's Day. Everybody that, that's at 5 p.m. If anybody needs tickets, can text uh, 636-3562. But we're going to tell, we're, I, I assume we'll have a good crowd. I mean, if we just have the folks that are thinking about running for Congress, that'll be 50 uh, <laughs> folks in attendance. <laughs> but I tell you, it'll be, it, it'll be good. We, we may talk about how we need a congressman that knows where Ashland is and, and is worried about the arch. Maybe we need a congressman that knows between a herbicide and a pesticide. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we might. You know, we need a guy, maybe maybe a congressman that's got a background in finance, a little background in government experience, got a backbone. I wonder if Blaine Luke DeMar has ever thought about running for Congress. He'd be good. <laughs> Scott, we appreciate you joining us live. I uh, do want to point out quickly that today is a state holiday for President Abraham Lincoln's birthday, one of the official 13 state holidays. It's not a federal holiday. It's a state one. The federal one Where is... is Truman. I thought Truman's birthday was in here somewhere. Truman will be in May. Truman will be in May. And and despite that, the House and Senate are going to be in session today. So I wanted to point that out, even though it is a state holiday. So the the House and Senate will be in session. I want to get your take, Scott, on an article that just was published this morning. Front page of the Missouri Independent. It's about Dean Plocker. Oh, tell me what the Democrats said today. Well, the reporter um, is saying uh, that two legislators who called. Like I said. (laughs) 
The reporter is saying two legislators who called for Plocker to resign from his position as Speaker were until last week the only Republicans without any of their bills referred to committee. And they're saying they're being punished. One of them is Mazzy Boyd uh, Christensen. The other is Adam Schwadron. Uh, Your thoughts? That's just not true. Doug Ritchie, I mean, ruthlessly attacked Dean Plocker. If you want to know why Dean Plocker has problems with Speaker... Doug Ritchie attacked him like no other, and he got all he got he got his bills referred. A pretty controversial bill that that'll make some money for some lobbyists. So I mean that's just not real. Uh, number two, yeah, you're. I mean that's what happens. It's the House. There are no rules. Uh, welcome to politics. If you call for this, I mean I guess in Doug Ritchie's case, Dean blinked. And if you want to know why Dean has problems, it's just weakness like that. If you went after Bob Griffin, what would happen? You went after, I mean, look, if you're going to say these type of things, you know the consequences. These are adults. They knew when they did this what was going to happen. Now, look, maybe Dean Plocker is forced to resign, and John Patterson refers all their House bills, which if you've ever read a House bill, you can probably make the safe assumption that the state could soldier on without, well, all the House bills, let's be honest. So, but of course, if he's retaliating against them, that's what you do when you take on the Speaker. Duh. Yeah. Scott Fawn joins us. Scott Fawn joins us on uh, Wake Up Mid Missouri. Hey, I saw on your uh, Twitter feed last week that uh, the FRA bill still running into trouble. A prediction by Bill Eigel it won't get through. Or uh, what? Where are we on that? A lot of folks in our listening area um, depend on local hospitals, rural hospitals, uh, and of course in all of outstate Missouri, there about some almost three dozen of them, uh, critical access hospitals and independent non-critical access hospitals depend on uh, on that uh, gathering all of the the government uh, the federal funds that they can through a taxation a self taxation um, where's this where's this going uh, I mean look you have seven votes in opposition to whatever the Republicans do uh, the FRA should be there should be look I have a lot of uh, patience for folks that are making uh, political points right I get it there's political theater and stuff. And they're politicians, and some they want to move up. They want to be governor. They want to be secretary of state, member of Congress. So they kind of do stunts. And I, and I, you know, I always kind of understood that. Pretty much the entire Missouri House of Representatives is one big stunt. <clears throat> However, you know, the, the, the FRA is really, really important, and it's one of those things where nobody listening will miss it until it's gone. Yeah. Until there's only maybe the only hospital between Kansas and Kansas City will be the Mizzou Hospital without the FRA. So you got some folks that see they know leadership and wants to get this done. Because it's important for the state. So their plan will be to hijack it. And it's the same plan over and over we've seen. And again, it's just politics. But if the FRA doesn't pass, well, you blame leadership. If it does pass and it doesn't have some abortion language that might invalidate it, well, you blame leadership. Yep. And it is what it is. We should mention that the, the problem, the, the, the big hang-up that people are having is that allegedly... Uh, you know, uh, there, there would be some of this money because of Medicaid rules that would uh, mandate that Medicaid providers get, um, some of the, that, that payment through the Medicaid system. And that's what the FRA, uh, supports, uh, that some of those would include Planned Parenthood. And while Planned Parenthood. I actually did some research on this myself. I spoke to OA myself. Do you know how many dollars? So this was an issue. The, the probe chair Lincoln Huff in the governor's office sit down, come up with some regs. Because if you put language, abortion language, on the FRA, you could have it kicked out. And these hospitals then close. And all the Facebook posts won't keep the hospital open. 
the, the, the hospitals in Jeff City probably closed, and you can put on Facebook all you want. It won't really, they can't, you know, cap region can't really take that to the bank and deposit it. But I, I actually made some phone calls. Do you know how many dollars were spent of your of Medicaid with Planned Parenthood last year? Do you know, guess how many dollars? I don't know. Like a wild guess. A million kajillion, $50. Oh. The answer is zero dollars. Yeah, I didn't think Zero dollars so. were spent on Planned Parenthood last year. And why is that? Is that because of regulations or, or you know, something because written in the code? Because the approach chair and Mike Parson use big government, liberal, draconian rules to bully this company out of getting state resources. That's just the truth. They regulated them out of any state resources. Whether you think that's good or bad, they used a very liberal tactic of overregulation to kick this company out. Now, it was successful in what they, they were trying to do, it, and they did it. The problem is you've got certain groups that need need something to fundraise on, need something to complain about, yeah. and you've got politicians that want those groups' endorsement. So I, I thought Susan Klein, the head of Right to Life, had a good point when she said, why don't we put, that, put in a rule that says if the federal government rejects this, it automatically goes away, and we just try it. Well, you know, trying things. I'm from the Show Me State. But, you know, it's almost the, the argument you mother folks is it's too important to mess with. It's just too important yep. to monkey with. Go monkey with something else. Yep. And, and look, it's not hard to get an abortion bill through the Missouri House of Representatives well, and, and the Missouri Senate. You're right. I, I think it's become a political cudgel uh, in the in the hands of some. And, they'll, and they'll the reality pass. is they're going to pass this bill. They're going to pass it. I hope it, so. It's, 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 it's going to pass. It goes Do you think they pass it? I mean, last year, the last time they did this, they had to go to special session yeah, and yeah. rule the amendment out of order. The Senate stopped on Wednesday night because the Democrats began offering amendments. And, well, what about a 12-year-old if they're All right. impregnated? All right, and Scott. And it just got into the normal abortion. Blah. Always great to have your analysis. Pithy, witty, and always well-informed. Thanks, Scott. And we'll look forward to your talk at the Cole County Boone uh, Cole County Republican Days next uh, Lincoln Days next Monday. All right. Thanks, buddy. Well, appreciate, I appreciate it. it. All right. There he is. Scott Fawn. Coming up, what's hot with Hannah? I bet she's got a few things to talk about. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri.